You Can Handle Anything, episode number 306. Can you imagine being able to handle anything? And by that, I mean actually being able to deal with the difficult situations in your life without blaming, complaining, and losing control. Hi, this is Shira Gura, and I know firsthand what it feels like to get hijacked by your emotions. But I also know that when it comes to our reactions with everyday emotionally challenging situations, we all have negative patterns that get us stuck. And yet, when you're emotionally equipped, you know how to interrupt those patterns, get yourself unstuck, and shift into the person that you want to be. I'm all about practical strategies and actionable skills that will help you be the best version of yourself at any moment. And that's what you'll hear all about in this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. So as I mentioned on last week's episode, I went away on a three-day women's wellness retreat And I said that I would be sharing some of those experiences with you. And boy, do I have an unexpected experience to share with you today. But first, I'll tell you that the retreat was amazing. There were 208 women who attended. And I was on staff of this annual women's wellness retreat where I taught one class each day. Two of the classes I taught had to do with emotional well-being. And the last class was an experiential experience with song and prayer. And those went really well. And I was grateful to have the opportunity to continue to spread my teachings with women who are open and ready to hear them. And when I wasn't teaching, I was either on a walk on the beach or laying on the beach or dipping my toes into the Mediterranean because even though the water was cold, very cold, I've learned that I can totally handle it and even going into the water. So actually, it wasn't just dipping my toes in. I actually went under the water. And I ate food that was healthy and well-prepared. And I attended a few classes from other women who were on staff. And it was just a great getaway. It always is. And if you live in Israel, I highly recommend that you check it out next February. If you get on my newsletter, I will send you an email when the doors open for this retreat because it fills up pretty quickly, so you definitely want to be sure that you're in the know when it happens. Okay, before I share with you the story, I want to let you know that I will be leading another challenge next week. It's a free three-day challenge called Get Your Relationships Back. And the focus of this challenge is how to break the ice after you get into an argument with someone. And it's going to be amazing. To join, you can click the link in the show notes, or you can head over to my website, shiragura.com. We start Monday, March 13th, so be sure that you are all signed up so that you are ready to go. In January, just a couple of months ago, over 2,000 women signed up for my challenge, and the energy inside of the private Facebook group that I created specifically for that challenge was really unbelievable. So I don't want you to miss this one. Okay. So let me share with you a very unexpected situation that happened to me, actually not during the treat, but on the way home from the retreat. But before I do, I have a question for you. Do you ever pity yourself? That's my question. Do you ever have the attitude like, why me? Or why does this always happen to me? Or poor me? In other words, you portray yourself as a victim 
whether of circumstances or of other people's behavior, in order to gain sympathy from someone else. If you stop to look at your life honestly, what you may find is that you may pity yourself or you may play the victim more than you'd like to admit. I will be honest by saying that I have a tendency to play the victim a lot in my life. It's not something I try to do. It's just something that kind of happens. It's like a habit, right? By default, probably based on some old patterning that I'm not even aware of. So for instance, if I come home after a three-day retreat to a house that is a mess, I can easily play the victim, right? Like poor me. Now I need to do all the dishes and sweep the floor and throw out the trash because I guess no one else in this family is going to do anything about these, obviously, right? The problem is self-pity is one of the lowest ways of being that you can show up in your life as, and that's because when you play the victim, you have no power. In fact, you give your power away to others. And I can pretty much say that while playing the victim may feel like it's the best way that you can show up in that moment because you really feel like you don't know who else to be, I want to let you know that being a victim is a choice. In fact, how you show up in any moment is always a choice. And the most important thing is to catch yourself when you're in that place so that you can empower yourself to get out of it and show up as the person that you truly want to be in any moment. Okay, so I wanted to give you that intro because I found myself playing the victim and then getting out of it pretty quickly, and I wanted to share with you what happened. So as I mentioned, the last class on this retreat that I taught was a musical class. For those of you who are new to me, I have a passion for composing music, and it's not just any music. What my passion is, is taking words from psalms or from a prayer book and turning them into inspirational music that just kind of sticks in your head, you know, the kind of song that you just want to sing all day long. It's a skill or a talent or a gift, whatever you want to call it, that I didn't know that I had. I learned about myself maybe about five years ago, and it's something that I just love doing and love bringing to the world. So on the last day of this retreat, I was sitting on the beach in a circle with a group of about 25 women or so leading this class, which was mostly teaching them some of the compositions that I created and then singing in harmony with them as we faced the Mediterranean Sea. It was mesmerizing. And one of the promises of the class was that at the end of the class, we would together create our own tune. In other words, I would ask them for words because that's where I always start. And then I would play some chords and just be playful and see what we could create together. And so we did. But I offered a caveat before beginning, and that was that this can be a process, right? Like sometimes you can just sit down and something comes to you and it sticks. And other times it can take time and you can create something, but you don't 100% love it. And then maybe something else will come to you later. So we created something and it was nice. In fact, I'm going to play it for you right now. Oh. 
right? It was nice. One of the women actually recorded it. I wasn't even aware that it was being recorded, but that was the tune. Again, it was nice, but I knew there was something else in store for us. But I didn't want to spend time in that moment trying to come up with something else. So we ended with one last song. And then when the class ended, we all moved on to the next set of classes because on this retreat, there's something like six to 10 optional classes a day that you can attend at any uh, time period. Okay, so it was at the end of the retreat, I got all packed up, I checked out of my room, I had a bite to eat, I said my goodbyes, and then I left. So I got in my car and started driving home, which by the way, is like a half an hour from the retreat center. It's not a bad drive at all. And I put the volume down on the radio on purpose because I wanted to ride silently. You know, I had just come off of this amazing retreat and I kind of wanted to process it without letting the radio get into my head. So I start driving and then guess what happened? I started to hum, which I do a lot. And then when I was humming, a tune came into my head, a tune for the words that we were trying to create a tune for on the beach. And I was so happy because it was like the perfect tune and it was upbeat and it was catchy. And I found myself like dancing in my seat. Now, let me tell you what often happens with me and the tunes that come into my head. If I don't record them like immediately, I forget them, which I know is not the end of the world, but still it's a shame when that happens, right? So what I usually do is I record the tune into my phone because I have a WhatsApp group with just me, myself. It's actually called me. And that's where I record most of my tunes. And then when I get home, if I'm you know out and about, I'll figure out what the chords are on the guitar or on the piano so I can write down the chords. So my phone was sitting on the passenger seat of my car. I was alone. And I picked it up with my right hand. I opened up the WhatsApp. And I don't know if you're familiar with WhatsApp, but you can like put your finger on the record button and then slide it up. And when you do that, you can be hands-free, meaning you don't have to be, you know, holding the phone next to your ear. And so what I did was I took the phone after I slid my finger up on it, I put it on the wheel. So just try to imagine this. I was holding the wheel with my left hand on the left side of the wheel, and the phone was like on the wheel itself. And I was kind of holding it with my thumb, but I was still holding the wheel on the right side with my right hand. Can you can you see that? The truth is I do have a phone holder, but I didn't place the phone in the phone holder before I started driving. And it's like impossible to do that anyway while you're driving because you have to take it out of the, the phone case. So anyway, I had the phone on the wheel. There I was singing my tune into the phone. And because I recorded it, I'm gonna let you hear what happened. Oh my 
Yes. I got pulled over by the cops because I had the phone on my wheel. In those few seconds that I was recording this tune, which by the way, the translation of this tune is serve God with happiness. That's what I was singing. (laughs) Like that's literally what I was saying when this police car blared its siren and then, you know, takes out this like megaphone and it's like, roll down your window, follow me, you know, like. Anyway, the whole thing was so unsettling because I, I don't ever get pulled over by the cops, right? I was... I, I was in such shock. I didn't even understand like why the cop was yelling at me and why I needed to pull over. And my whole body started shaking. And as I'm driving, you know, to follow the cop to pull over to the side of the road, I dropped the phone back onto the passenger seat. And then I pulled up behind the cop. And there were two cops in the car. There was a guy driver. And then there was a woman in the passenger seat. And it was the woman who came over to the passenger side of my car And she started talking to me. Now, what's funny looking back at this is that the recording kept going, right? I didn't hit stop because I just dropped the phone out of like, I was just freaking out. So I had this whole thing recorded. I literally was in such shock. My heart went from its normal pace to like a thousand beats a minute. I kid you not. And so this cop wanted to see my license, but I couldn't even get it out of my wallet because my whole body was shaking. And yet in that moment, I knew what I needed to do. I was literally thinking about my self-study course that I have on my website. It's called In Control, where I teach this three-step technique for how to control your emotions in everyday challenging situations. And while this was not necessarily an everyday challenging situation, it was definitely applicable, right? And I used it to calm myself down. And when I did, I was able to take out my license and I handed it to the cop. And she said to me, Shira? And I said, yes. And she said, can you please tell me why you were using the phone when you were driving? And I kind of hesitated because I wasn't talking on the phone and I didn't know if I should tell her, you know, and she saw me hesitating and she said, take your time. You know, you you just take your time with your response. And I did. I really did take my time. I took a moment and I found myself in victim mode, right? I was like pitying myself because I wanted to tell her how I'm such a good driver and how I don't ever go over the speed limit and how I always have two hands on the wheel and that I work from home, right? And that I'm hardly ever even in the car and how the drivers in this country are crazy and that she should be catching those people, not me, and that I'm not even Israeli. I mean, I am, right? But I'm American and I'm a good person and I don't deserve this. And I wanted her to see me for who I am, right? I just led a freaking prayer circle. I mean, really, like I wanted her to see me. But I caught myself pitying myself, which, as I mentioned, is a place I sometimes find myself going, but I don't want to go there. So I quickly took myself through the unstuck method to get myself unstuck from that situation of feeling victimy so that I could handle the situation. And I considered this was all happening for a reason, not that I understood why, 
but I considered that it was happening for a reason. And so instead of fighting it or asking her to go soft on me or anything like that, this is what I did. Take a listen. I sang my song to her. (laughs) Can you just picture this? Like, (laughs) this woman singing these words, serve God with happiness. And I'm singing this to this like secular woman cop, right? Like, it's funny, I was telling a friend of mine a couple days later, and she's like, I'm surprised the cop didn't ask you to get out of the car and do like a breath test or something. You know, like, if I was like, you know, like, high on on something on alcohol or drugs or whatever, which obviously I was not. I mean, she she was just staring at me like I was nuts, you know, (laughs) But then I did explain to her, right? I said, look, you see the guitar in the back seat. You see my suitcase in the back seat. I explained to her I just had come from a retreat and that I create tunes and sometimes they just come into my head and I just wanted to record it. And she was like, that's fine, but just pull over to record the song. You're on a main highway and it's dangerous and it's situations like these that cause so many accidents here in Israel. And she was right. And I didn't fight her, you know, like the other time when I got pulled over by a cop just outside my kibbutz for not counting until 3-1000 at the stop sign. You can bet your bottom dollar that I tried to get out of that one. In fact, it's one of my stories in my book called Getting Unstuck that I wrote about. In that situation, I tried to tell the cop that I was a new immigrant and that I was a good driver and that there are so many ridiculous, horrific drivers in this country and why don't you try to catch them? But I didn't do that this time. I did something against the law and I was wrong. I was holding my phone while driving a car. I was in the wrong and I didn't fight it, mostly because that's not how I want to show up in the world. I don't want to have a pity party for everything that goes wrong in my life. Being self-pitiful isn't going to get me very far at all, but showing up as the person that I want to be will. And so instead of being self-pitiful, I was being honest and mature and responsible. And in doing so, I dropped the drama, I accepted my offense, and I just moved on. Now, as the cop drove away after handing me my ticket and my points, I started to drive away and I started to worry about my husband's reaction to this, that is, you know, getting a hefty fine. And I started to wonder about the meaning behind those points and would it affect the cost of my insurance. In other words, I was going through different stages of ways of being, right? Like I went from honest, mature and responsible back to worry and self-pity And then I got myself out of it, and then I kind of slipped back in it again. And that's the thing with ways of being. It's a dynamic process. It's something that you need to consciously be aware of moment to moment to really know 
who am I being in this situation, in this moment? Okay, so that's the story I wanted to share with you this week, not necessarily about the retreat, but on the way home from the retreat. And before I conclude this episode, I do want to challenge you by asking you, where do you tend to play the victim? And where may you want to start, stop doing that and showing up differently in your life? Really take a moment and think about that. Where do you tend to play the victim, whether it's in a relationship with your spouse or with a child or neighbor or at work or maybe just your relationship with yourself? Where do you tend to play the victim? And where do you want to stop doing that so that you can show up differently in your life? And on that note, I want to remind you that I will be leading a three-day challenge next week starting March 13th. And it's how to break the cycle of arguing so that you can reconnect a lot quicker after a fight. And it's going to be amazing. I don't want you to miss it. So be sure you sign up, either heading to the show notes here in the podcast, or you can head over to my website, shiragora.com. At the end of the challenge, I will be opening the doors to my five-week program, The Living Deliberately Experience, where I teach my entire framework, including all of my tools and strategies inside of interactive workshops, so that not only can you learn how to handle everyday emotionally challenging situations in your life, you can also learn how to be proactive in creating the changes that you want to see in your life so that you can live deliberately. So if you miss joining the January cohort, which just ended, now is your chance to join this round. Again, be sure you're on my newsletter to receive the details. Okay, my dear friends, thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And remember, you can handle anything. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend or family member who may not know much about podcasting. If they need help, please show them how to subscribe to the show and how they can leave a review. And if you aren't yet subscribed to my newsletter, make sure you do sign up by visiting my website, shiragura.com. I look forward to being with you again next week.